0: Hello and thanks for listening to Party Chat. A new episode of the Party Chat podcast can be found on Tuesdays at 9am Eastern Standard Time on every platform that you listen to your podcasts on, including Spotify, iTunes,
1: Google Podcasts, and of course, Anchor. And don't forget, if you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe so you don't miss out on any Harry Gamers content. And leave us a kind review as it helps us grow and reach a larger audience. Thank you for listening. Now on to the show. You're
0: listening to Party Chat, a Harry Gamers podcast.
1: Welcome back to party chat ladies and gentlemen it is episode three of season two and with me as always is the voluptuous voluptuous the man with a wonderful beard no mange cormac elms <laughs> <laughs> as he's taking a drink <laughs> spit it on his computer right i am mouth your mouth. other host talent mcintyre how you doing cormac good man it's been a good week we uh played some games a whole bunch we did play some games so we actually we missed last week Mm. um you were unfortunately sick you had a dick stuck in your throat uh you you sounded pretty bad so there's no way we could possibly record because uh you'd just be coughing the whole time wow uh we missed a week and i'm actually okay with that because it gave me some more time with death stranding and i have now completed death stranding Um, how do you feel about that you having some separation anxiety right now? No, I'm still playing the game <laughs> <laughs> to the harassment
0: of your girlfriend. She was horrified uh, that you would still be playing the game after you'd beaten it.
1: Yeah, so I, I'm going for the platinum trophy. I am I, this this game is therapeutic to me in a really strange way. Um, I don't really want to get into any spoilers. I know there's some people who are listening to this who are still playing through the game. Mm -hmm. I am going to give them another week, and I think we'll talk more about uh, the intricacies of the story next week. Um, But I love this fucking game. Have you been playing anything else? I mean, I've been playing a little bit of Star Wars Fallen Jedi. Um, Obviously, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, um, but we're going to be talking more about that in a little bit. Um, I've been playing some Rocket League uh, with our buddy Eli, and I mean, outside of those three things, I don't think I've really touched much else. I played a little bit of Star Wars. Um, we then switched to Lego Star Wars.
0: Yeah, me and uh, uh, Becca, and uh, we've been playing a little bit of that. I've been playing a lot of Sea of Thieves again. New update came out. Nice. No, I um, saw you just uh, just playing that. Yeah, I was I was going to get one of these specific chests that you can. Uh, Turn in for doubloons, but Ooh. if you are holding the chest or the, the chest itself is marked on the map at any one given time, so if you pick it up, everyone knows where you are. So they can it it, it can be a marker for uh, PVP in that sense. So it's well, kind of um, who kind doesn't of like, love a
1: good chest, <laughs> <laughs> especially um, ones worth money. So. Um lots of stuff has happened in the last 2 weeks as well. Mm-hmm. Obviously XO 19 happened which it was the big Microsoft event. Um also the release of Stadia, <laughs> Google streaming platform for games. All you have to do is buy a controller and uh, that's it's, it's a really weird thing, isn't it? Stadia. It's um
0: it's A lot of people would look at this, this uh, unveiling, this launch of a product. Oh, it's new, new technology. No, no, it's not. It isn't. Companies have been actively pursuing something like this for a while, like Sony.
1: Yeah, Sony's been doing it for longer than anyone else, I think, with the PlayStation Now service which they reduced in cost from $15 a month to $10 a month. They actually started putting some really big PS4 games on there, Mm -hmm. God of War. Now they are going to be switching to a monthly rotation. They kind of came out and said, we're never going to, you know, day and date put our big first party titles on PlayStation now because they want them to be such massive events. And honestly, they want sales at the end of the day, right? That's, that's where the money is. And, um, Now Xbox is going to be doing the xCloud which is going to be their streaming service which they are actually uh, you know one of the big things they came out at XO 19 and said is that they're going to be combining the subscription service Games Pass with xCloud so everything on Games Pass you will be able to Stream, essentially.
0: It'd be sweet, and I would be very much interested in trying it when they come out with iOS support, but right now they don't. Yeah. Just Android. So it's kind of shitty, but, like... It would be sweet if, while I was at the barbershop in downtime, I could take a, an
1: Xbox controller on my phone and just play Xbox games. Yeah, no kidding. That would you'd be ha- you'd have the Wi-Fi there. Like, yeah. PlayStation, it's, it's funny because PlayStation has remote play. The only problem with remote play is you have to be on the exact same Wi-Fi. So it doesn't, you, you know, I can't be at work playing on my phone, which obviously I shouldn't be doing anyways, but I can't, I can't do that. I would have to be like, if I was in my bedroom and I you don't want to take sit it to in the bathroom, and, bathroom or whatever, yeah, you know, when I'm taking a dump, you know, just, <laughs> yeah, you just delivering packages while from- well, I deliver packages. So death um, shitty, death shitty, <laughs> um, but it's, fu- it's funny that Microsoft has Android support and not iOS support because PlayStation went the other way, iOS support, and then later brought it to Android. So it's kind of funny that it works out that way. Yeah. Um,
0: you know, it's funny because historically we, we've talked primarily about uh, Sony. Um, but it, it was cool to see them announce a, a bunch of stuff. There wasn't any hardware news, and they warned people before ahead of time that there wouldn't be any. Um, there are some cool game announcements. One of the ones I think I'm most excited about is rust coming to consoles, Yes. both xbox
1: and p s four I'll likely just get it for p s four I mean if we're getting if you're getting it for p s four that means I'm gonna get to play it for p s four and I actually do have a pretty big interest in rust yeah. I've watched a lot of just like random videos that have popped up on my YouTube about rust and it's it's always had my interest, but I'm a console gamer, not a PC gamer, so it's something I've never been able to dabble into. Yeah, this is a game that
0: I've, been, I've said to other people, i like, th- this is one of the ones on the list I would buy a gaming PC for, and now it's coming to console. However, I do think that this coming to console, whenever that is, might have a negative effect on the DAISY console population Yeah, because it's Bohemia Interactive are... Not very good at making that game run well. Yeah. Um, so it would be nice to see something like as big as Rust, the cult
1: following. It would be nice to see that flourish on consoles. Yeah. Okay. So before we go any further, I feel like conversation's getting a little disjointed. So let's let's backtrack and we'll go back to um, kind of the things we've been playing. Yeah. So Death Stranding. Um, it's one of my top five games of all time um just an incredible story we're going to talk more about that next week um i i it's such an incredible game but i still kind of do believe and stand by the fact that it's probably not for everyone so it was funny because in the lead-up to death stranding i was the one who was so on the fence about it There was a game that we were kind of looking at. Okay, yes, so it was uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, right? That We were like, that was the one I thought I was going to get, and I didn't think I was going to get Death Stranding, and then Breakpoint turned out to be such a giant piece of hot garbage (laughs) that it was Death Stranding that I picked up. But you were more excited for Death Stranding than I was, and how far have you gotten into the game? Chapter three okay yeah maybe chapter yeah end of chapter three beginning chapter four do you see yourself finishing that game probably not no so what are your what are your opinions on the game because I'm I'm obviously the one who's enamored you know, it, it's funny that um it's ended up like this because you had
0: this very similar problem with Red Dead redemption in the story because the beginning of it just the pacing was very sure. deliberate it was slow. But I enjoyed it, and it was good, and I got wrapped up in it. And this one is kind of the same in that the first two two and a bit chapters were very deliberate and slow and arduous. And I got stuck at that one point, and I was just being like, I wanted to play the game a certain way. And it was the opposite way you played it. And it wouldn't let me progress because I'm not supposed to play it that way. You were so just it,
1: trying to take a trike and just ram it through a BT area for, yeah. it just wasn't
0: working out no, for you. Um, and I finally bit the bullet, and I got past it first try, playing it how you're supposed to. And uh, I got to this, you know, the part where it opens up a bit. You're starting to build roads and take on these, uh, what are those guys that run around the fields and take stuff from me? The mules. The mules. Um, fighting them and infiltrating their bases. And, like, it looks cool, but I think... Part and parcel by watching you play some of this. I've seen
1: you've seen seen far end chunks. Yeah,
0: and I haven't seen huge parts of storyline, but I've seen all of the cool stuff, like that they didn't show press release. Yeah, and I'm like, there's no need for me to play it now. Like, I don't need to have that journey because I've already seen you do it.
1: Yeah, so. Obviously, next week you won't mind me going into story beats oh, and kind of like unwrapping no. the mystery of what Death Stranding is. All right. So the other big release that came out was Jedi Knight: Fallen Order. Um, I do have. I do. <sighs> Here's the thing about all other Star Wars games:
0: they're very low entry level, meaning that Star Wars is typically a brand. That is put forward to the population as everyone can play this game. Yeah, it's a great franchise for that. This doesn't seem to be quite like that. Okay,
1: well, they, they they've done some things really really well, and they've done some things that me personally just doesn't like. And the problem with what I don't like comes down to a gameplay, just just a pure gameplay aspect now i'm a huge star wars fan you know i'm a huge star wars oh, yeah. fan like i've Mercy got nerd. i've got a, a bookshelf with like all the books and hardcover you know i i know the lore I've, I've read i i'm i'm yeah i'm a huge nerd when it comes to star wars um the game is okay so ea signed a 10-year deal with disney Um, For the uh, Star Wars license. And they have essentially fucking botched it with two really shitty Battlefront games. Mind you, the second Battlefront has been so much better than when it was released. But I mean, that's the game that started Loot Box and Pay to Win controversy and is getting the government involved with like Loot Boxes and, you know, the uh, Sony and Microsoft... All of the attention uh, they've had to, the to reasons. Yeah. Nintendo, they've had to, they've all agreed, got together and agreed with the ESA to, like, you know, kind of do things to, like, like essentially they're going to be putting in, like, if you're going to do a loot box, you're going to see the odds of getting what right. items and yeah. stuff like that, right? So, like, it, it's changed the industry in such a way. So... EA basically came out and said, we will never, we don't make single player games. We're only going to make games as a service, right? Like single player games don't sell, don't make money, blah, blah, blah. So they essentially, with all the shit they've done, we're forced to make this game Jedi Knight fall in order. Um, The game is absolutely beautiful. The graphics are incredible um playing that first sequence that first big set piece when you're on the train that had me like I was like this is fucking awesome and I still think that's fucking awesome and once you get past that first set piece then the game almost seems to slow down and I yeah. put a decent little chunk into the game but nothing has ever been as awesome as that like first really 20 minutes of the game i loved how they introduce. i love all the nods to me as a star wars nerd like all the things they've thrown in there but at the end of the day this game is dark souls and there's a weird like i was started on normal difficulty and i was struggling like i was finding it too hard and like i love bloodborne and i play dark souls but I don't know if that's the kind of difficulty I necessarily want from a Star Wars game, no yeah, so yeah. I flipped it onto the easiest, and now it's almost too easy. There's almost no challenge there, so it's it's there, there, there's almost no middle ground where like when I'm on normal difficulty, it feels too defensive. I don't feel like I'm some awesome Jedi, you know what's interesting um yeah, it's, again, one
0: of those entry-level, like, things. Star Wars is, like, a family brand now. Yeah. Um, and you don't expect this type of game to come with the the Star Wars wallpaper on it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. So I played it, and I, I was playing it at a higher difficulty than easy to begin with. And, like, I was getting fucking mocked yeah. by Stormtroopers.
1: yeah. Jedi's don't get mucked by no. stormtroopers. No, so it's that's it's just really from a raw gameplay and I'm sure there's going to be some other really big set pieces. What I do think is they really did Star Wars justice oh, yeah. on a production on mode. a production and a story level. So, your the character you play as Cal, he has a essentially a force ability that when he touches an object he can learn he can see and learn the history of that object which is it's fucking incredible because as a Star Wars nerd that that's not something they invented that is an ability that has already existed in the canon because my favorite one of my favorite characters Quaylin Voss in my favorite Star Wars book Dark Disciple actually has that ability and to see that brought into the game so that one when you're getting going after collectibles and you touch a collectible he sees its history fucking genius yeah Um, as you learn force abilities through the game you're chasing down this civilization called the Zepho, who were force users so basically cal's a padawan um, who obviously never became a Jedi because of the, you know, Order 66 and and the clones killing all the Jedi. Um, and he's been in hiding for so long. So he goes on this journey to basically follow the Zepho, and he learns new abilities as he goes into their temples and touches an object, which also reminds him of his past Petawan training, and that's how he starts to learn and gain abilities. And I just... I think it's so smartly done. I, I just... In the way they blended the lore with gameplay, I think respawn and EA like kudos to them. They really did their homework um, in terms of how to to make this Star Wars game as a at a gameplay level. What I had expected this game was going to be more like, was going to be more like Arkham Asylum Mm. or Arkham City, that kind of combat where it's easy to get into, hard to master, where this is just unnecessarily hard. hard. Yeah. I mean, part of me being sold on a
0: Star Wars game is the world design and the music and how they all tie it together. And it's definitely Star Wars enough.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and Respawn did a good job. What's also interesting as a kind of a parallel argument here is the last of EA's, the four last games that they have made the highest Metacritic, Metacritic scores are all Respawn, or four three of the four are Respawn games. Yeah. One
1: of them isn't. Yes, that's pretty crazy, and they don't do respawn a lot of justice. Like, Titanfall 2 got shafted hard.
0: Titanfall, uh, this game, Star Wars, and um, uh, Apex
1: Legends. Mm, yes, yes. And, and you know what? The more I am playing of Star Wars, the level design, is it's really hard for me to sit there for you know, an hour or two to play this game because the level design also really does stop me from enjoying the game really? more. Yeah, like, it's... It, I don't know.
0: I like finding,
1: a, like, a new
0: path. Like, after yeah. I've gone... Like, you go through a second or third time, you're like, oh, shit, I didn't realize this
1: was here. Now I go yeah. down this way. And obviously, as you get abilities, you can open new shortcuts and new paths, but it's... I don't know. I'm just not enjoying the level design.
0: The first uh, planet that you go to, uh, there's this big uh, beast that you have to kill, and he's in a cave. Well, what I found out, because I kept dying going at him head on, is if you jump onto his back and press square to slash, you almost take half of his life down right away. Yeah. And I, I thought that was a neat kind of, hey, you can do it this way as well if you're having trouble with it, doing it this way. So Yeah. I mean... I, I see what you're saying, for sure. And I feel like it's a game I'll eventually finish. I've already watched the ending on YouTube. Oh, really? I watched I um, not. I watched uh, What's-His-Face, a uh, big Twitch streamer. Ah, oh, fuck, what is his name? Anyways, I watched it, and I watched his reaction to it on YouTube, and uh, okay. I was just like, oh, shit. Yeah.
1: yeah. I'm definitely going to finish this game. You know, just the Star Wars nerd in me is going to force me to finish this game. Um, want I'm to gonna, story, I'm gonna, right? I want to see the story and I'm going to grind through it. And then, you know, maybe as we get episode, if I'm not done, you know, by by December, probably the hype of episode nine coming out will kind of get me to really sink my teeth into it. But I'm just not in a gameplay sense. I'm not really enjoying it and it's making it hard to to. Get through it. I mean, like, while we're on
0: the topic of Star Wars, I jokingly said to you, wouldn't it be sick if you could play a game as a Mandalorian? And then you kindly reminded me that there's that
1: game uh, 1313, right? 1313. So, unfortunately, I think you were going to play as a Mandalorian bounty hunter. um, And what um, 1313 is, is... So, within the... um, Oh man, Corsant, one of the main planets. There's that um, they're, they're, it's it, There's city levels that are built on top of each other. And 131310 is like one of the lowest, you know, it's almost at the the baseline of the planet. Poverty ridden, like shit runs downhill, right? So it was all going to be about those that lower underworld of Corsant. And when Disney bought Lucasfilm, they just canned it because. They they rejigged what was gonna be canon and that got cancelled out. So that's oh, a
0: shame. I would I could see a resurgence in interest for a Mandalorian game with the, the success of the Disney
1: Plus show. Oh, the show's incredible. They
0: recently I think today they announced that it became the number one uh, streamed uh, TV show that topped Game of Thrones.
1: Too. Oh, I'm not even <laughs> I'm not even surprised because one it's Star Wars Star Wars fans have not. Necessarily been happy with a lot of, like the. You start uh, most Star Wars fans are really happy with Jedi Fallen Order, um, but you know Somewhere. with Last Jedi, even a lot of fans with The Force Awakens, Battlefront Two, Battlefront One, like they've not Star been Wars fans well. have been kind of shit on, no. although. I'm of the opposite end of I do like Last Jedi and I do like The Force Awakens, so I'm really excited for Episode 9. Which And just because we're on the topic of the movies, for whatever reason, <laughs> apparently, I don't know if these rumors are true, but I saw a headline that people were walking out of screenings of Episode 9. Walking out, walking out. Why from screenings of episode nine? I don't know. I don't. I Any think, Star Wars to me is good. Star I, Wars. That, I'm not, I'm the same fucking way. It's all the fucking visual By, spectacle. But the Mandalorian people, like Star Wars fans, unanimously are pretty much loving it. That's I didn't great. like at the first episode. I was like, okay, okay, yeah. and then I was like, yeah, you know, I you gotta give it a chance. I guess to see where it goes. By the end of episode three, so good. I am all fucking end
0: talking about all in are you going to be getting um google stadia
1: no <laughs> fuck no um so great segue yeah great segue fuck stadia man G- google can suck a dick for all i care okay so one it's purely a streaming it's all done by the google data center uh, which is supposed to be ten really um but they they kind of—it's been a giant terror flop, is what it's been. Yeah, they did. They 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 sold a bunch of bullshit because <laughs> they said this would be true 4K gaming, sixty frames per second, and that has not been the case at all. Um, you have to buy the controller for seventy dollars US, which is—I mean, we for a PlayStation Four controller or an Xbox controller, you're playing seventy five Canadian. So a Stadia controller in Canada's got to be what, $90 or some something like that and not including anything else. Do are you paying a subscription fee for that cuz I know you're buying the games? Um you for 4K you pay
0: extra money. Um, and one of the biggest, and this—the only reason why I know that—is one of the biggest things with that subscription model is the folks who are having the most problems, who are going to Google Stadia support and saying, "I'm having a trouble with playback. I'm getting stuttering. Uh, it's not true 4K." Well, uh, why don't you turn your settings down to 1080p? Well, the ho- I'm
1: paying for 4K extra. Yeah. And you're telling me to dial it back because then it will run better? So I'm paying extra and... So the whole thing was to eliminate the console. Yeah. And it can't even get close to what the console's doing. Right now, yeah. <clears throat> not even And when like, the next generation comes out, the, they're going to be that much better. Stady, like the infrastructure for people's internet, like, okay, we are an exception because we have crazy fast internet. But most people don't.
0: No, they
1: don't. There's no, even there's close to no way. There's no way. The the amount of data that Google Stadia takes. So if you're playing 1080p, 30 frames a second, um, every, uh, every 10 nearly... minutes, it's 100 megabytes of data.
0: Yeah, and they said in the realms of 10 gigs an hour, if you're running at 4K60. That's insane. I asked the CEO you of need... our company, where I work, yeah. and I said... You know, this has happened. He knows about it. And I was like, will this change the way that service providers look at the word unlimited for data? And he said, yes.
1: Yeah. you Well, in the U.S. with the there are no more net neutrality laws. People running Stadia are going to get fucking throttled. There's no way companies are going to let that fly. There's no way. So Or charge them out of the ass. So Stadia's fucking doomed. Dead in the world I mean, world there's world. no way. There's no way that can succeed. And I mean, yeah, Google can maybe keep it alive for a while and just eat crow until the infrastructure is there. But it's it's all by 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 the time that is even a thing, it'll be so far out of the conversation and XCloud and PlayStation now are gonna just take it over. They're they're It's not going to happen for Google. It's just not. It can't.
0: uh, Yeah, I've read into this, and there's, there's a few core complaints in this lineup of things. Number one, it's not performing as advertised. We've kind of covered that. Number two, the price point of games on Stadia that are either a year old or more are outrageous. Yeah. We're paying like X amount of money for the Pro to get playing at 4K. You're paying for the hardware, and you're buying these games. If you stop... Your subscription, arguably, you maybe can keep them, maybe you don't. So you're paying for games that don't work like that. The people who are testing them, Digital Foundry, for one, did it on 200 megabit per second Ethernet connected and still had insane issues. Number three, or number four, sorry, and this is my last point. The main thing that is a pro for Google Stadia right now is there's also like Almost no load times and no install times. Because you're streaming something, so you're yep. not installing it. Yeah, no patches. One of the many pros of the uh, PlayStation 5 that they've touted is almost no load times.
1: Yeah, so... Again, so, with,
0: without all this other bullshit that's going on, there's no way that Sony and Microsoft won't crush Google yeah. come holiday 2020. Yeah.
1: And... You So, you pay, you have to buy the controller, you pay a subscription, and then you have to pay for the games you want to play. Yeah, here's the problem you have no physical copy of the game. What if Google says, uh, ah, Stadia is a failure, we're shutting it down? What happens to the people that have paid for games? Should I look? Fucking Arguably shitty. right? So Stadia is kind of, it's got to be dead in the water. I can't see it being a, a success. I mean, PlayStation now, when they dropped the subscription to $10 a month, they went from 500,000 subscriptions to a million. They doubled. They're already way over everybody else in terms of just popularity of the service. It, it's wild. I, I don't see
0: them calling them out themselves out of this one and they also had the cheek to uh, announce something where you know we've designed this from end to end to be capable of this that, and the other and you know we've given a lot of freedoms to the devs to make their games fit this platform and to develop them accordingly and because it's all based in the cloud mm-hmm. um, they can release updates so their games will run better it's it's like them acknowledging that there's an issue, but not necessarily taking ownership from it. Yeah. The other thing is they're running on a hardware that is ancient. The um, Google Chromecast, whatever they call the it. Ultra. The Ultra. is not a new product for this.
1: No, it's been around couple. For a while. So some uh,
0: players' ultras are overheating to the point where they just shut off to save themselves. No warning, no message, just turning off. That's crazy. Because the the heat of the unit is going to destroy itself.
1: And it's funny. One of the guys who is heading Google Stadia is a man by the name of Phil Harrison. (laughs) And he was one of the guys dirty that helped launch the PlayStation 3. And we know how disastrous the launch of that was. So maybe this dude just needs to get the fuck like out the of, video of video games. Because yeah. he went to like, I think he was with Microsoft at one point and kind of fucked up Microsoft a and little there's bit. there's three instances where he was involved and it fucked up. And I can't remember which. Sony, now Stadia, and I'm pretty Based sure one was with Microsoft yeah. at the end of the day. So... fuck, But that doesn't mean streaming is going anywhere. So let's talk about XO19. So Microsoft's big kind of event where they showed off some new stuff. So nothing about Project Scarlet, which is the next generation console. Which I am
0: actually honestly surprised
1: about. No, I'm not. It's too early. It's too early to show what it looks like. It's too early. It's just too early because anything they do, if they have a one-up on Sony... They're going to save it right until the end, yeah. Yeah, Sony's... Yeah, so they want to keep all their cards close to their chest. Like, even Sony's only releasing a little bit of information, you know, sprinkled sprinkled here through... Do you think they're doing articles. that to try and get something out of Microsoft? To coax the dog out of the kennel, you know? No, I don't think so at all. I think, I think one, Sony's being really smart about how they're doing <laughs> it. Because they, they did the same thing... Uh, With the current generation we're in, they were were even more quiet than they are now. They almost said nothing. And it was Microsoft who was boasting and boasting and boasting. And it was Sony who quietly slid in with a more powerful console, a cheaper console. Like the right messaging just totally pulled the rug out from underneath Microsoft. So I think the way Sony's doing it now is they're giving little bits of information, but they seem to be doing at key points. Whenever Microsoft seems to do something very well, Sony just just (laughs) sprinkles a little dust. I love it. It it, it almost seems to take the conversation away from Microsoft and, and put it back on Sony. And they're doing it smartly because they even started saying things first and they took key buzzwords away from Microsoft. Yeah. Um, and it just seems like Sony's really on the ball. And I think we haven't even... I think in terms of both companies and both the new consoles, we really haven't heard the meatiest parts of it yet. Mm-hmm. Um but, I mean, you see, like, you know, what Sony talked about with the controller with haptic feedback and now resistance triggers. So you're playing Call of Duty and a machine gun trigger pulls differently than the way a shotgun trigger pulls. Like, that's fucking game changing. And, I don't, and I don't know if Microsoft th- even has that because they haven't said anything. And I don't know if, like, when Sony announced that, Microsoft was just like... Well, here's
0: the thing: is I think Microsoft could do it, like as a reactionary change. So, in the Elite controller, and all of the other controllers, I mean,
1: their triggers have haptic feedback.
0: Yeah, they have feedback, but they 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 don't. They're not resistance, right? They're not
1: changing the way you pull the trigger. But like Sony seems to be doing things, like they're going more for an experience now. Mm -hmm. You know, like by the way this sounds of it. But let's not talk about Sony too much. Let's get let's get it back onto Microsoft and back to XO nineteen. So um, it was a decent showing. It wasn't a great showing, I don't think, because although they showed some, I won't. I don't even want to completely say unique games. They showed some really fun games. It looks like it's mostly. F- Uh, stuff made for game pass and it looks like it's stuff that's really going to kind of be in the realm of fortnite a lot of it is that same art style of fortnite and it looks like it'll be lots of microtransactions and that's how they seem to be gearing to recoup money i there wasn't any really massive or big games shown at the end of the day uh,
0: yeah, 50 new games coming to Games Pass. You're right. A lot of them are geared towards that. Um, immediately after the show, uh, they announced that Rage 2, um, was available. Um, uh, Witcher 3? Near future. So Witcher okay. 3 is like a holiday thing. Okay. Um, Final Fantasy, a bunch of, um, and Dark Darksiders yeah. 3.
1: Even Kingdom Hearts is coming to uh, Games Pass, which Kingdom Hearts has, has been pretty much exclusive to PlayStation this entire time. So that's like, it's pretty big that Microsoft is getting these games coming over to Games Pass as their relationship with Square Enix just seems to um, improve all the time. Um, because, yeah, there was all these exclusive games you could only play on PlayStation, and now you're going to be able to play them on Xbox. But um, they did show some first-party games. Um, first off, they showed the Rare game, which this is the one game that actually has me interested. Um, which is
0: interesting, yeah. It,
1: it almost looks very... I like the art style. Um, it seems like it's going to be a their version of Zelda, maybe, um, it's really hard to say it's too early to tell, but it, it does have my interest peak because I kinda I like those artistic games. Yeah, it's called Everwild. Everwild, that's it. I, I for I was about to say ever after, so thank you for pulling that up. Um yeah, it looks really cool. And one that I'm interested uh, is a game called
0: Grounded. So this is the new Obsidian game, right? Yes, yeah. It's a first-person co-op survival game, but you're a tiny little miniature person.
1: Yeah, so you, it's almost like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids yeah, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, see, I, this doesn't really have my interest. This looks like a really straight Fortnite clone. And I don't mean like Fortnite in terms of Battle Royale, but the Fortnite Save the World like single player thing like it it's basically that um and you know it's got the building kind of like so to me it looks like a fortnite clone i'm sure i'll check it out when when it comes out and you're playing it on xbox and maybe i'll um you know try it on your xbox when it comes out but that one doesn't really interest me all that much i do think the concept's cool though
0: Yeah, they announced a whole bunch of other stuff. Age of Empires 4, um, the Halo uh, collection that's available through the Games Pass. And they're adding a game to that, right? Halo Reach, yeah. Halo Reach. Uh, They showed off some more of the Microsoft Flight Simulator, which if I had a PC that was good enough to run that, dude, it looks insane. Yeah. It looks so good. Um, Minecraft Dungeons, a new update is coming out. Uh, The... um, They showed off a twin-stick Wild West shooter starring Ron
1: Perlman called uh, West of Dead. Yeah. And, um... Again, it's that same kind of art style as Grounded and Fortnite. So... Very approachable, cutesy, polished. yeah. Yeah. So, although they have these, you know, games coming out, they do really seem almost like it's just to enhance the Game Pass service. Um... It's just, it's disappointing that they showed no real big first party games. So there really isn't any big games for Microsoft releasing from now till Until the whenever. new console comes out. Yeah, like, there's no. just, there's nothing big coming.
0: Well, one of my favorite develop, developers for Xbox is Playground Games. Um, they made a lot of Forza titles, Forza Horizon specifically. And they're always touting little, drop, little droplets of news on their Twitter about their RPG that they're making. Yeah. But no news from a Microsoft platform, you know. there's yeah. There's no huge reveal. So, I mean, yes, they, they I think that they missed offering some big news for some major titles. But in a lot in the way like Sony is doing, I know you said we're steering away from there. Sony has announced a lot of things on Twitter along their socials as Microsoft have been announcing things. Yeah. So maybe Microsoft are gonna also do the same thing
1: and just announce it on Twitter when it's available. But this is this was a moment for them Man. to really control the narrative, and this is this was a problem with the 360 where it was so front loaded with first party titles, and then the back end of the 360's life cycle really had nothing, and that's how PlayStation 3 actually caught up because you got to remember they dropped The Last of Us six months before the PlayStation 4 came out and playstation's doing it again they have last of us part two and they have ghost of tsushima coming out which are two massive first party titles and you know they already have over a hundred million units sold and when you look at like the black friday pricing of the consoles they have coming out fucking insane so you if you do not have a playstation 4 on black friday you will be able to get a playstation 4 slim model for 249 with God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn and Last of Us Remastered.
0: Arguably some of the best games of the last
1: decade. You have one of the games of the generation in God of War. <laughs> it really is one of the games of the generation and no one can really knock it. It is a fucking Did you end up game. watching
0: that uh, the documentary? I
1: did did you enjoy that was incredible yeah i I I wish more uh, developers would do that i want i want more of that and i hope that's one of the things playstation is doing is that they're like let's you know one it just helps the narrative of the game and i think it really gives you more of an appreciation for what developers do to craft these experiences for us right Yeah, I think
0: that um, from now on, all Game of the Year editions should have at least a 50-minute (laughs) documentary.
1: (laughs) Go to it. If you're listening, make those fucking docs.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm excited to see what Xbox does, as always. You know, I'm excited. I recently decided on a whim I was going to completely stop streaming on Twitch and move over to Mixer yeah. and do it there. It's going to prevent me from streaming some titles. I know that. It's, yeah. That's fine. Um but
1: I, I'm a yeah, just... Mixer. So what what made you want to get away from Twitch and go to Mixer? Um, there's a couple of reasons. I think the biggest two
0: is Twitch seems to be this toxic place right now and they <laughs> seem to be just hemorrhaging users and streamers. And I think And I think I might get a bit of backlash. It's not a very friendly space for men right
1: now. Yeah, it's... uh, Well, you reap what you sow at the end of the day. um,
0: There's just a couple of instances where um, I feel personally like other male streamers were dealt the shitty end of the stick in regards to what their punishment was for doing certain things.
1: And then women weren't punished to the same... Uh, level of terms of service or, so, or you have a, like a high end woman streamer who does something, no punishment and a low end woman streamer does the same thing and gets a ban for like two weeks.
0: Yeah, it's, it's dumb. So they clearly, there's a lot of favoritism on the platform, I think. And by no means was I a big streamer no. at all. Like I was affiliated and that's about it. Um, and like I got to a point where I had a couple of subs, but nothing insane, Mixer, just from the get-go, like, they're the way you are able to achieve things. For example, I can stream right to Mixer from my Xbox with the sheer, like, fact of having an Xbox, because it's a Microsoft platform, but I can't stream with a camera right away. I have to go through this thing on the website where I acknowledge and watch this introduction video of, like, this is how they want to build a community. This is why the community is so positive, because they go through all these steps. Yeah. Only then and after a 24-hour wait period do you get a stream key, in which allows you to stream with the camera. Okay. So they're, they're just involved, I think, more at all these different steps in order to make their community a more positive one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've set up a, a Mixer account. I have... I'm going to be applying for and getting the pro mixer at the end of the week and then in the new year I'll be buying a webcam for the Xbox and streaming nice. um exclusively on
1: Mixer, which is going to be fun. I that's that's what I want to do is stream on Mixer, but I'm I'm just a PlayStation player, right? Yeah. So I would have to get a gaming PC. A I mean that's probably yeah. a capture card. And I mean that's probably so far down the road for me. It is something I've wanted to do. But, you know, I've got other priorities right now. But I really, really, really hope Sony allows Mixer streaming straight from a PlayStation 5. It's whether Microsoft allows it, I think. I don't see why they wouldn't. Because I could, I could stream PlayStation games onto Mixer right now through a PC and a capture card. And there's, there's and I, lots of people that do. I, I don't think anyone's doing it. I, don't, you, I go on a Mixer and I don't see anyone playing playstation games Mm. but at the end of the day isn't that more revenue for microsoft more ads more sure you're bringing more viewership why microsoft seems so open they're putting their games on nintendo you can you know games pass you can play their games anywhere whether it's pc or on the xbox i mean why wouldn't they be open to that
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a good point, and to further your point, I think it actually would be up to Sony, and Sony have been the ones that have been historically so tight-fisted about letting anyone else near or using their platform or engaging with it as a, a peer-to-peer engagement, the, the whole crossplay fiasco. I can't believe that I was alive and I was using my own money for video games in an era in which... There wasn't crossplay and now there is. Yeah. Like that's
1: a huge thing. I mean I do I do understand it too, um, why there wasn't. I'm kinda glad that there is. I just when I'm playing, say, like, Call of Duty, I don't wanna play against PC players. It's the cross and play I with know, PC I fucking hate. I know they have to use a controller to, you know, play against me with a controller, but there's you know, people running crazy rigs are still well. at a hardware advantage. Yeah. They're using monitors that are giving them an advantage. And honestly, they could be modding the game on their fucking end, right? So I love the idea of crossplay with Xbox to PlayStation, and that's it. Yeah leave it leave it at that I think
0: that's one of the things that's pushed me away from Fortnite so much this season is that number 1 the skill-based matchmaking is atrocious number 2 um forced crossplay between Xbox and PC players you yeah. don't get a choice yeah. if you don't want to do crossplay you can only play solo uh matches and it tells you that it's Pulling from a, uh, a slimmer group of people, like a yeah. smaller pool, um, I, just, I just don't like it. Force, forcing me to do something as a video game player is not going to
1: make me want to play your game. Yeah, fair enough. So just I think we're just about done here for this episode. Yeah. Um, we got some news coming up. You, you guys are going to want to tune in in a couple yeah, of weeks. We definitely have a, some surprises coming up, but yeah. we're not sharing them right hey, now. Hey, I guess I shouldn't call it news. Yeah, this isn't news. This is just going to be more of a, a surprise. Yeah. Um, I honestly can't wait. I, I cannot wait. Yeah, there's going to be a couple um, of episodes coming up in our near future, which are going to be unfucking believable Yeah, we have we have some surprises planned. Um. I just wanted to touch on a quick fact, because there really isn't much news around this, um, but Hideo Kojima, creator of Death Stranding, um, has, tweeted and out, and- has tweeted out that his next game is going to be a horror game. I feel like he has some unfinished business because of uh, PT, probably the scariest experience I've ever Ever had playing a video game, which was supposed to turn into Silent Hills, um, which is originally where his partnership with Norman Reedus and Guerrilla del Toro started um, until you know the whole Konami thing happened. I really, really hope he does make a horror game, and I hope it is in the same kind of atmosphere of PT. Be, that's a day one. I will be scared shitless the entire fucking time because I'm such a pussy. <laughs> but I can't fucking wait. I cannot wait.
0: I never got to experience PT, and we were talking about this before the podcast, so you do have it on a hard drive somewhere, and you also have it on your purchase list, but you can't download it anymore. No. So that is something, if uh, if you have a chance to still play PT, I hear that it's quite the experience um but yeah that that's interesting. Death Stranding wasn't a horror game, but there were certain times I was like, fuck.
1: Yeah, there's there was some he, horror elements. He's, to he it. definitely he shines in that kind of uh, high tension environment. Yeah. yeah. Well I mean that's even Metal Gear Solid, the whole stealth combat. I mean yeah, he's that, that could really create tension. And I I can remember playing Metal Gear Solid one on PlayStation and having those moments in that game as well where I'm just like, Oh my fucking god. So, next week, what have we got
0: to look forward to? What is happening between now and then? Uh, What are you going to be playing? Uh,
1: What should we. We're going to be looking at Death Stranding, I think, to a spoilery. So, yeah, we're definitely going to be. I'm going to be dropping a lot of spoilers on Death Stranding. I'm hopefully going to get um, much more time with Jedi Knight Fallen Order. I'm going to try to push through that some more. Outside of that, like there's really no other big games. Or releases. No no games that I can think coming out that have any interest. I mean, whatever news happens between now and next week. We'll be sure to get it. Obviously, I'm sure we're gonna see some Black Friday numbers in terms of sales and stuff. And but what's we'll, really
0: cool, actually leaving on that. Um quick question. Forza Horizon four is doing Black Friday sales on specific very rare cars through their uh, Forzathon point system. So you play, earn these points, and you can turn them in. So cars that used to be worth a thousand points are now are worth like a hundred or seventy-five.
1: I really wish more in- Game stores would do Black Friday sales. It's just a really cool way to create engagement. You yeah. know, at the end of the day, it's using something that's going on in the real you world. You can't spend money on it. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not pay to win in any means. You have to earn the credits through gameplay, essentially. And then, it's yeah, Black Friday sale. It's pretty cool to do in a game. Yeah, you could have a
0: Death Stranding Black Friday sale where they get, like, special
1: boots or skateboarders. (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) All right. So, I think that's it for this episode, guys. Um... You know, wherever you're listening to thank us, thank you so much. Thank for you. One, yes, thank you, because um, this is something we want to grow. We want to grow a community around this. So, you know, tell your grandma, tell your parents, show your friends, show your brother, your sister, your girlfriend, you want your girlfriend, you know, go go, leave us a nice, kind review, or you know, a hateful review, but yeah, you'd just... be you'd be a son of a bitch for doing that. <laughs> um, give us a star rating out of five. Five. To, Five yeah. preferably. But you know, be honest. Give us feedback. Let us know how we can do better. But guys, thanks again for listening. This has been fucking party chat. Take care. Bye.